Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. We're now in season three of the 100 Masked Men series where I anonymously interview different men from all walks of life about masculinity and how our relationships affect our self-worth. This week is all about the concept of love, how we define it, how we give it, and how we receive it. Masked man number 72 is the grown man. He shares his perspective on the balance in both accepting the truth as well as the consequences are involved in articulating that truth. In this episode, we discuss whether or not we can go back to the past and apologize for our mistakes. I think this is an element of not wanting to move backwards, but why do we think it is a step in the wrong direction? I think in focusing on moving forward, we might be too quick to cut out people in our lives when we were not our best selves. But that's not to say we can't come back stronger than ever. I am hopeful, at least. <laughs> Let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the show. So I was born in Oakland, California. Um, my family dynamic is one a lot can um, people can attest to, people can say they understand. Um, but I come from a background um, where my family is uh, Nigerian. So we come from Nigeria. I feel like in order to represent a culture or tradition, you have to be truly infused with it. And when I say you're truly infused with it, it's you feel like if you lose that, you lose a part of you. And saying, and that's that's what I, that's what I got to a point where I felt like I lost a part of me because I was so focused on trying to please everybody else around me, trying to make sure that I did it a specific way so people would see me this specific way. But then when I realized that I've lost that part and I put that piece right back into the puzzle, I realized it made me who I am. It made me who I was. So people knew me who I, people knew who I was based off of that added piece to the puzzle. So then I realized, okay, this actually makes sense. This is something I actually want to uh, think. So I pushed myself to learn my, um, to learn to speak my language more, much more fluently. Um, and embrace it a little bit much more. Study, you know, go back and look at history, go back and read up on certain things that happened back, um, main events that happened back in like 1990s. So um, it's giving me a different perspective of why that, why that culture means so much to me and why it means so much to my family. What made you proud to be like that? Because I mean, for the longest time I was like, oh, I'm Canadian. I would never say that I'm Asian. And then, you know, whenever I would experience things, I'd, I'd be proud to say I'm a woman. You know, I, I explained a lot of things on, on woman issues, but when it came to ethnic racial issues, I just kind of didn't say anything. And I think that was a representation of maybe Asian culture of just like, you know, staying quiet and polite. And then I realized like, okay, I have a voice here and I should be using it, but I needed to wait until I saw more representation in North America of my background in order to start speaking out. So what was that like with you? Um, well, growing up, we went to a lot of, I went to a lot of events, a lot of events, you know, with the culture, the tradition. Um, but, but at that point, I think I was just going to events because my parents took me. I wasn't going to because that's something I wanted to be a part of. But then when I took a step back, I was like, okay, this is actually, let me see what this, let me see what they're doing here. Why are they doing this? Why, why, why is it that they want to do this specific way? Then I started to realize that tradition and culture is truly important to who you are, because everybody 
there's this there's a saying that everybody's different, everybody's cut differently, you know, and there's a reason why your personality is what it is because of all the different pieces that come along with it. So what are you doing these days? Like what are you what's like a day like for you? For me, a day work, of course, music, actually. Um, I just released a single yesterday, actually. I'm super excited about that. Also work out, spend time with friends, family. I've been reading much more now than before. Of course, prayer, meditation, reading the news to stay updated, stocks. Yeah, you name it. <laughs> My schedule is usually all over the place because I try to fit things into 30-minute increments. So, <laughs> why, why just 30 minutes? Because I mean, sometimes I feel like, you know, like, for example, working out, I don't really feel like you need a whole hour to truly, you know, get the workout you need. I mean, if you want to become a bodybuilder, that I mean, that's that's I, I totally understood that. Or you're looking for a certain goal. But if you're just trying to maintain your shape or just, you know, trying to release some stress, no, for like 30 minutes is pretty, pretty, pretty much uh, efficient. It works for me, at least. So. Interesting that you say that, because, um, I mean, we're going to get into this now. So what <laughs> what does masculinity mean to you? And like how much of that is a physicality appearance? I feel like masculinity, it does come to the physical but I feel like so many people harp too much on the physical side of masculinity. I feel like when I think about masculinity, you think about leadership, you think about owning up to, you know, your flaws, being responsible for what you feel you can you can handle. I feel like masculinity is knowing, knowing when you can hold your weight. I feel like as men, we've been raised to oh, yeah, you can't, you don't need to cry. Or I've heard the one, oh, yeah, you're supposed to work. And when you work, you're not supposed to be in an office. You're supposed to be, you know, out there working the farm. So stuff. I mean, that's, that's their, that was their version of masculinity. Everything changes. Nothing stays the same. Technology changes every day. How they treat illnesses changes every day. Currency changes and drops up and down in countries. So the notion and the idea that people believe that a specific concept or perspective is supposed to stay the same throughout time is, is to me mind boggling because everything changes. You evolve when you change. <laughs> that's, that's just what it is. And that's, just, that's, that's how I see masculinity. Um, I know everybody has their different version of it or the different, you know, glimpse of it, but yeah, I feel like there should be emotional side when it comes to masculinity because there's a saying that enough is enough. There's, you can't push yourself to the point where now you're just like on your limbs. Like, <laughs> it, it's, I think that gets to a point where it's like, okay, are you trying to prove that you're a man or are you trying to prove um, that you're not human? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, I yeah. feel like that's the, that's really key. Like, know you know you know your know your limits. Not every mm-hmm. man can hold the same weight. So I don't really feel like the definition of masculinity. Sh- and how people have shaped it back then should apply to every single man. Everybody's different. Everybody handles different things. Everybody has a different pain tolerance. Everybody goes through things differently. Everybody handles things differently. So I feel like when it comes to masculinity, I just feel like there should be some core concepts when it comes to it, but it should kind of waver and kind of, you know, 
be different for every single man because every single man doesn't approach life the same way. Mm-hmm. And they don't approach things a certain way. I know some men who they look all physical or not, but it's like mentally they're weak. Mm-hmm. And then you guys you have some guys who don't have the the muscles, who don't have the look, who probably don't have the money, but the way they carry their life, you would be like, yeah, I could never be in their shoes and handle it the way they do. So that's why I feel like masculinity is kind of different when it comes to every single man. But there are still some core concepts that apply to every man. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's still a lot of judgment there, though? Like, I think when there's a bunch of guys in the room, you know, like you're all going to measure each other up and it's going to start with physical. And then when will you learn that maybe the other person is mentally stronger? Right. Like it's kind of the second thought, is it? I mean, I feel if I feel like if you have 10 men who come in the room and you're basing everything off of strength or how you look, I, I feel like that that's you're actually making a bigger fool of yourself. For example, let's look, let's look at athletics. Let's look at, for example, football and the NBA. Those are some of the biggest sports, you, you know, the biggest sports in the world that people know about. The little guys are tougher than some of the guys who put on almost 200, 300, 300 weight. Like they, some of them can't even handle injuries, like ankle injuries, where you have guys who are not that bulk or who that thing, and they're fighting through injuries, playing even through the pain. So to me, I don't really feel like it comes to the physical, it comes to the mental. The mental is always going to come first. If everything, to mm. me, everything goes through the mental. If, you, if you're not mentally okay, everything else falls apart even the physical. So why come into a room basing everything on how you look when you know that if you're not right upstairs, then everything else can crumble? Yeah. I don't think that's a very popular opinion, though. Like, do you think that that's oh, yeah, it's a, not, it's, is that it's regular not, for everyone it's else? Not a, it's not a, I don't really think it's a popular opinion because you have a lot of people and it all comes down to how you were raised, you know, who you saw, who your idols are. For me, I always grew up, I always grew up not believing that anybody should be my idol or I should do anything a specific way. I feel like, yeah, I'm going to take things from here and there, but I'm never going to allow my pride and ego to be the root of why I think a specific way. Because I feel like when you think with your pride and ego, ten times out, nine times out of ten, you're going to be wrong. Because you're not seeing it from the other perspective. You're not seeing it from other angles. You're only seeing it from your eyes. Just take a second and look through somebody else's eyes and then you can kind of see what that, what that, what that person's perspective is. Um, but yeah, I feel like pride in the ego is a, a very big thing. We have guys who are making six figures who feel like somebody who's not even making half of that can't tell them, can't speak their mind. It, 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 to me, it's kind of... I don't want to say sickening, but it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate that we live in a world where people want to share their ideas, share their mind. But it's like somebody can't share their peace of mind just because they don't have the money. They don't have the status, you know, to speak their mind. It really makes it really makes no sense. But, yeah, that's why I feel like a lot of guys these days think that way because of because they have the money, they have the power and they feel like, okay, I'm just going to think that specific way. And that's just what it is. But. I feel like the way you think will carry you farther than the money in your pockets. Mm-hmm. How did you, Last. how did you learn that? Because, you know, if, if other people are, are kind of in this other mentality, did you have a role model or did something happen to you that you're just like, you know, I see you through the bullshit now? 
No, I, I, I really have a role model. My dad, my dad here. I really learned a lot from my dad. Um, and when I say learn, <laughs> some of the good things, some of the bad things. But I felt like the good things, it, it, it opened my eyes. And with the bad things, it taught me what, how, taught me how not to think. It taught me how to carry myself, you know, when situations like that arise. Nobody's perfect. I don't think anybody's perfect. But um, I take pieces and bits from everybody. Uh, I'm never going to sit here and just say, oh, I want to learn everything from you. I just take it as I go. And I just put my little twist on it. And the way I think is how my friends think too. So it's kind of like somebody was like, oh yeah, I think what he's talking, he's just making, he's not making sense. But if people saw my circle, they would be like, okay, I have to respect it because the whole crew thinks just like that, you know? And I feel like that's very important. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends the other day. I said, no matter how big you get in life, it's always very important to have, especially for the males, it's always very important to have somebody who can bring you back down to earth. And when I say it's, it's very important for you to bring somebody, for somebody to bring you back down to earth, because there's going to be times where you're going to feel like nobody can tell me anything, but it's always going to be that one person that tells you, okay, look, I understand how you feel. I understand what you're thinking, but you're wrong in the way you carry it. You're wrong in the way you, way you, way you, the way you saw it. And I feel like that's very crucial to why there are some men out here who are flying because they'll tell you, yeah, my mentor taught me that, you know, because that's somebody who can bring them down, down to earth. But when you have people who just feel like I'm on top of the world, nobody can tell me anything. Those are the people who end up crumbling and it's like, oh, wow. I wish I did have somebody who was there to like, let me know when I was acting a fool or let me know when I was making the wrong uh, business moves or when I was, carrying myself a certain way when I was talking the way I was speaking the way I was speaking to somebody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I feel like that's very crucial and very needed amongst uh, males. I think that's just kind of like the hero's journey, right? Like I got to do it by myself. got to be independent. And then that's why they won't like have a mentor or call for help or anything like that. I was, um, I was randomly going through TikTok and I saw just like those, those stupid little, um, tarot card readings whatever right Mm -hmm. so this girl was telling me about this tarot card and and she was like oh this person is going to come back to you blah 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 right these stupid stories and then she said that this guy now realizes you know that he was wrong you know and he wants to come back you know any kind of typical love story and then she was saying but he needs to get all of his shit together because he can't just like show up and be like, Hey, I've changed, you know, like I got, he has to show up seriously with like all these other things. And I'm like, you're, you're really projecting this idea that he has to come back in perfection. You know, why can't mm-hmm. he just come yeah. in and say like, Hey, I realized I did something wrong, but I need your help to kind of complete this, this, you know, solve this together because he can't come in completely solved. Cause he doesn't know where, where I've been. You know, like, I don't know this duration of time and this separated person coming back into my life. So I was like, why are we projecting this idea that men need to come back correct? You know what I mean? Like if you did some wrong, you got to come back correct. It's like, how can you do that? How will you know when you're correct? Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it comes to the point where I feel like if somebody's thinking like that, or somebody's attending to the new situation like that, they're still stuck on the past. I feel like you should treat every every situation that comes in front of you as a new situation. Don't even think about what happened in the past. Be like, okay, yeah, that happened. But I'm accepting the fact that you are telling me that you come changed. So 
in my mind, you've changed. I'm going to treat it as if you changed. But now, if I start to see some things that remind me of the past, now, okay, I'm going to shut it down because now I don't want to go back to that place. And that's where experiences from the past come and remind you of what to not put yourself into. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's really hard though, right? Because... It, if you're like, it happened in the past, I'm just never going to do it again or never put myself in the position to ever have to make the choice because then I don't have to take responsibility for accidentally falling back in again. So it's exactly. like a protective measure, right? Exactly. But I, I, but that's, I just, that's, at the end of the day, that's a decision you, can, you, you have to make as an individual. You don't have to take the person back. But just know if you are, the thing is for me, you don't have to take anybody back. Like you can decide, I don't want to deal with you ever again. But the thing is, once you've made up your mind that you want to deal with that person again, you can't come back and bring the past back in the situation. That's like, honestly, you might as well just let the person go because that's literally what the, you're pretty much going back to the past. So for me, it's just if you're going to accept a new situation, truly look at it as a new situation. If you don't want to deal with the person or deal with the situation, let it go. Let it, let it go. What about the other way? Like if you, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. If you came back to someone and said, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm changed. Believe me. Have you ever done that? Would you do that? What would compel you to do that? I, I don't think I would ever do it, but if I was to do it, that means God told me that was my wife. <laughs> that's literally, that's literally wild. But um, I don't do that because for me, I feel like there was a reason why things didn't click that time. You can sit here and say, well, you could try to work it out. And, you know, but how many people can we truly say, oh, when they broke up and came back together, it truly worked out? Not really, not really a handful of people, but there are some people that it has worked out for them. But for me personally, I just feel like it's no need for you going backwards. It's about going forward. You've dealt with that person. Uh, you saw things you didn't like. So you're going to tell yourself that now you're going to start seeing things that you do like. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of, that's kind of hard to, to me to overcome mm-hmm. but going back to that person unless god told you that that was your wife like, how god would you know <laughs> yeah. what if that was the possibility but i think the reason it doesn't work is because no one tries and the thing yeah, is it's I, like in, in a female perspective like we always want him to come back when he's better you know what i mean because you realize it's not about us right and this guy's doing whatever he's got to do. And then he comes better. And then he puts all of that energy into the new, the new one, right? The new girl. And then you kind of see whatever happens in the future. But what if, what if that was, you were meant to be with the, the one before and now you both changed, you know what I mean? So. I feel like it's, it's, it could be a possibility. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, totally ruling it out. I think it's a, it's a possibility. But I think, think things would just have to align. Like it would, you would, I would literally have to tell myself, okay, I see. I, I, I would have also had to see some of my faults in it to say, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm going to. But I feel like if you don't see your faults in it and you just blame in one person, because I don't think any relationship is just based off of one person. Like it falls because of one person. I feel like it takes two for a relationship to, to fail. Yeah, somebody else may have more to blame, but two people are in it, you know, and you guys couldn't figure it out. So it's kind of like, okay, let me find my fault in it. And that's what I've done in the past before I was like, nah, this person is just this girl. She didn't know what she was doing, but mm-hmm. I've gone back to all the situations and said, Oh, maybe I could have done this better. Maybe I could have 
worked on this better. So I feel like finding your faults in your past relationships and not just, just um, personal relationships, just like business partnerships, uh, family, all that stuff. Once you kind of see your faults in it, I feel like you ease back into saying, okay, let me try Let me try to work it out another time. Let me see how that works. You know, so. I think um, there's something about admitting that something didn't work out because you were not in the right space before and giving that truth. And there's a lot of like things in like Alcohol Anonymous or like CEOs even do like these summits where they write letters and of apology to everyone that they might've done wrong in their life. And I don't know why we don't do that enough. You know what I mean? Like you have to be suffering or you have to be like, you know, some CEO type level trying to expand your mindset to actually do that. Because I think of like so many people that have ghosted me and they'll never come back and tell me, apologize anything you know and I used to try to find those apologies and other people I'd ask other guys and be like oh why do you think this guy would do this and blah 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 just to get an answer and you know I'm, I'm never gonna get the answer but there's so many other people in my life that like they do get the answer back you know the guy comes back and says you know I'm sorry you know my bad and I'm just like I wish I could get that you know, and I just don't know why it doesn't happen often enough because I would do it if I was ever in the wrong I'd come back and be like my bad I fucked up um, I mean, that, that's matter. pride. Because I think saying sorry, the thing is also, I don't really feel someone can come back and tell you sorry if they don't know what they did. Mm-hmm. True. Because there's some people who tell, oh, yeah, I need you to tell me sorry. And the person's like, why am I telling you sorry? The fact that a person doesn't know why they're telling you sorry clearly shows they don't know what they did wrong. And clearly, they don't see what they did wrong. So it's like, you could want all those, you could kind of want all those apologies and you want people to, you know, tell you how sorry they are, what they did, but they don't see that fault for themselves. Then the sorry is pretty much empty. It's just, it's just there. It's just like a, a sorry you write on a card. Like somebody mm-hmm. writes on a card and just puts it on the table. I'm sorry. And they weren't even present. They just left the card for you and say, I'm sorry. That's pretty much how it is. So, it's yeah. True. What you looking for those uh, apologies and figuring out what transpired? Like, has it made you a, a better individual today in terms of how you carry yourself and how you deal with people? Or has it made you say, I'm shutting off people because I don't know if you're going to ghost me too? Um, I, I go up and down. So some days I'm like, yeah, um, I have trust issues because I just keep getting my trust broken, right? And then other times I'm like, nope, it's not me. That's a, that's, that's their problem. They're, they have trust issues. You know, they walked away from me. It's okay. Like that one example is not the example for everybody, you know, but I think what I have to do that I don't do enough is acknowledge the pain of every time my trust is crumbled, you know, and, and have to rebuild it all over again and then be able to give that again. Um, And then that also is like, do I trust myself in my judgment of others? You know, I think that's the part that gets sticky for me when I'm like, oh, who am I then if I trusted yeah. this person, right? And then mm. it's it's this blame game that I, I, I don't know a judge of character because, you know, these people hurt me and it's my fault now. So I think it's remembering that that's not my issue because people surprise you. Like I remember I was asking this guy, 
I'm trying to find an ex <laughs> to interview on the show and it's not happening. Everyone's just like not going to talk to me. Um, but one uh, one guy that I that I uh, dated for a very short time and didn't talk to and we just kind of drifted away and he just kind of ghosted me. But it wasn't uh, I didn't take it very personally because I was across the country. And, um, you know, but like, what am I going to do? Have this pen pal, you know, it was, there was no plans for us to be anything and we didn't solidify enough of a foundation. So I asked if he would like to be interviewed for the show. And then he said, no, I don't think so. However, like I, I've been watching you and you, you know, I'm glad that you are conducting this show. Um, and I just wanted to apologize for my behavior before, you know, just out of nowhere. So, so that was nice. And I don't know if it was because I had to reach out to him to say like, Hey, look, like, everything's cool and then he could kind of reveal himself yeah okay so you're not sure if it was genuine you just think maybe it was because you reached out and now mm-hmm. you looked through the situation now he now saw his fault i was like okay let me put that positive that apology in there mm-hmm. yeah i think that's the hard thing right like when you don't know if you're pushing it through versus like them genuinely coming them actually in. genuinely yeah yeah it's people are interesting let me tell you that much people people are interesting how people carry themselves is 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 there's something to watch. It's TV. Yeah. <laughs> Must watch TV. Uh, you have some who are more, more emotional than others. You have some who are more grounded than others. Um, but like I said, everybody deals with things different ways. Everybody deals with relationships different ways. There's some people I know. I know for me, I was one of those people that, and that's where I think masculinity comes in, where I feel like, man, I'm never going to tell a girl how I feel about her to a certain extent, because if I do that, now maybe she'll probably be like, oh yeah, you're too soft, or maybe you're you're this, you're that. But I continue to grow. I realize that being able to express to somebody how you feel is a very very huge task, and that's why a lot of people don't like to do it because people can't really handle what happens after the fact. And what happens after the fact is is a lot of mental. Is is mental. That's when it comes to being mentally strong because. I can tell a girl right now, I'm really attracted to you. I'm really feeling you. And she can tell me, yeah, I'm not there. Now, that, that crushes my spirits. I'm thinking, overthinking, maybe what did I do? Did I do this wrong? Do I do this wrong? But to be able to go through that, that you know, and still think the way you do, still feel like, okay, I'm still going to express myself every single time. That's, that's a lot. And I feel like that's any man who can be able to do that, like people should applaud for him because that's a very huge task to express how you feel to somebody one it may not be reciprocated or two you're overthinking because when emotions come into play when you're speaking to somebody you really really like no matter what field you're in no matter how much money you have i'm pretty sure there's some lawyers who fall for women and they're like oh man i should have never fell for her but you really liked her and there's nothing you can do about that. Like there's attraction, you know, laws of attraction. You like the person. There's no hiding it. Of course, there's going to be a balance to you expressing your emotions. I mean, you shouldn't be telling the girl, I love you in the very first moment you meet her. Like that's now that's, uh, <laughs> that's a little borderline. Uh, yeah. But um, no, I feel like as a man, you should be able to express your feelings, express how you feel about somebody because love is needed in the world. You know, love is needed for some people. Everybody loves differently. Everybody sees love in a different light. So it's upon us as males to 
show women that we also know what love is, that mm-hmm. we know we know how to give love, we know how to receive it. Mm-hmm. And I think so, it's another masculine thing to vocalize your intentions, right? And yeah. your intention yeah. needs to be a feeling. And I don't understand why it's always so negative that it's like, oh, look what this girl's done to me. You know, like she's got me feeling a certain way. It's like, shouldn't you be celebrating that? Because that doesn't happen often. You're not in love all the time. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's, I don't understand why there's that um, protective thing. Like when you talk to other guys, do they tell you how they actually actually feel about this girl? And then how do they act like? comparatively yeah that's what me that's on me they're like yeah man I really, like, I really like this girl man like i can see this being the one but it's like when they're with her it's kind of like nah i ain't gonna act too much like she's the one i'm gonna make her seem like she's also one of the other girls trying to talk to me and i'm like that's when see that's when you lose her because then now she talks to somebody else now you're really gonna be heartbroken you're like wow she she picking another guy so why not just why not put everything on the table like but if you like, if you express how you feel, I think then that's it. You know, you're done. Yeah, that's really like, it. That's you don't, what people don't understand. It, that's it, it doesn't matter what they say afterwards. So why are we hinging on like what that person's going to say, leave, go, you know, like whatever? Because people take, the thing is, I've learned that, and this goes for me too, that when we don't get what we want instead of what we need, the rejection hits different. So when we're going for somebody that we really want and it doesn't work out, it's like, man, oh, I don't want to talk to nobody else. I don't want to date nobody else. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm looking for the right next, I'm looking for the next person who wants to take my love, who wants to, who wants to see me as a partner, who wants to, you know, embody me and really put me into their schedule, put me into their life. So yeah, it's just like it, it comes another it, rejection is also a big part of it. A lot of people don't know how to take rejection. Uh, they feel like somebody rejecting them is probably because they were ugly or they were too fat or they weren't smart enough but rejection just comes with everybody wants something different and you can't be you can't be upset with somebody else not wanting you because that's not what they want it's not what they want they don't they don't want that so now it's up to you to find what you really want find what you need instead of what you want when you look at couple goals now everybody wants to travel the world with this specific other they want to do this and that but that's not for everybody, you know. Everybody. Some people just want to live in the couch and just sleep all day. Some people just want to go out for a walk. Some people just want to go to the library, read a book. Some people want to go for coffee, go for dinner dates. So it, it comes down to people knowing what they need and not and not what they want. I feel like once you know that, then you kind of look at things quite differently. Because I'll tell you now, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of couples out there. When they were in their teens or when they were first dating, like, oh, I want this. But then when they realized that's not what they needed, then they're like, I don't even need to chase that no more. Now I'm going to go for what I need because now that gives me peace. Now that gives me stability. Now that gives me room to grow. And when you have a partner or you have somebody in your life who gives you that room to grow, that's much more important than anything else you can ever think of. Mm-hmm. So, so what... Di- did you think you wanted and what do you think you need now? I wanted the flashy girls. I wanted all the models, supermodels, you know, the girls who were like, who just pretty, you just pretty, you could see from top to bottom, like right? just the way they carried themselves. But then when I sat back, you know, I was like, I really need a girl who's just intelligent, a girl who, who really 
is 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 fine with who I am or who I want to become, who who supports me every single day, who uh looks at me and sees a future, somebody who looks at me and sees, okay, he's trying. He may not have it all right now, but there's room for growth. And at least he's not quitting on himself. You know, I, I feel like that's what I need. And that's what men don't know. There's a lot of women out there who want to grow with men who are going to support them at their lowest point. But uh, there's also a notion that, oh, yeah, there's a lot of girls who go for uh, um, the guys who have money. But the thing is, that's what we're talking about earlier categories. <laughs> Not everybody's in the same category. You're going to have a lot of girls who are going to go for the guys who have money. And then you have a lot of girls who don't go for that. So it's, a, it's just up to you to figure out what you what you need. And you go for it. But why don't you think that you can get both? They can get a hot chick that also, you know, has all those <laughs> values and characteristics, right? I think you can get them both, but it comes down to how you see it. So basically, I'm just coming in and pitch. I'm saying, oh, they have someone, a flashy girl, this is a nice girl. That's really what I'm looking for. I'm not really looking for all the other things. All the other things are bonus. Whereas if I'm looking for, oh, let me find a girl who I can grow with, all that stuff. And then she's also pretty, all that stuff. Those are stuff are going to be the add-ons, the additions okay. to what she, who she already is because her personality is already there. You can't, a girl who's pretty and carries herself a certain way, you can't change her personality. You can't change the way she thinks. If she thinks that if she thinks that certain way, you can't. But if she already thinks a specific way, she carries a specific way, has a personality that is just humble and just worldly, then the beauty is an addition. The way she dresses is an addition. The same way for, for women who are pursuing guys. If a guy is already working hard, doing what else to do, now the looks and all that stuff are all additions to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. If that's what you're saying you need from, a, from someone to be like nurturing in that sense, what characteristics, like personality traits would be like ideal? So the thing for me is just, I'm not able, okay, so characteristics, you said characteristics, let me think of characteristics. Yeah, I would say goofy, funny, um, open-minded, supportive, family-oriented, helpful, meaning that uh, then they're not always thinking about themselves. They want to see how they can impact others around them. And I feel like that's very key because somebody who naturally wants to help people won't have no problem when it comes down with their partner at all. It would be like, okay, that's not a problem. That's no issue. So those are some of the stuff that I uh, look for. Thanks. How about yourself? So I remember thinking about this a while ago. I mean, not a while ago, but like a couple months ago. And I thought I wanted a partner that I could work with, you know, on social issues, you know, on gender issues, on class, race issues, you know, and I wanted someone to talk to about these subjects. And I, like all the time, I was looking for an intellectual partner. You know, I was looking for whoever that ride or die partner was. And then I realized this was a projection of what I thought was important. You know, I wanted someone that was self-sufficient. I wanted an independent person. Maybe they own their own business. They're not working for anyone else. All of these conditions that I created. And then I realized, oh, that's a a projection of me that I'm projecting, that I am this self-sufficient, independent woman, you know, that has all these social causes that I'm working on, blah, 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 blah. So we need to find another person that matches that. Now I'm like, I want someone that 
is a bit more spiritual, someone that like meditates, someone that is always working on their personal growth and gives themselves a lot of space for that, you know, and gives me space for that and is an artist, is creative, is, has their heart open, you know, and is able to express themselves emotionally. Like that's when I started to realize like, oh, I need that. And I need to do that with me first (laughs) before I can get that, right? It always starts with you. So that's, that's very key. Okay. I'm going to wrap up with a couple of questions. Okay. No problem. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> okay. Uh, what does love mean to you? Um, to me, love is patient. Um, love is understanding that there's going to be good in good times and bad times. Um, love is understanding that you do things without even thinking about it. Love is being open no matter how many times it hurts. Love is spreading cheer, happiness, and joy with everyone around you, even with you going through the circumstance you're going through. Because sometimes when you're going through something, you don't know who's going to be, who's going to be your savior. And that's something my parents always taught me. They're like, the one thing you need to understand about life is treat everybody uh, with kindness and treat everybody with, uh, with good intentions, because you never know, there might be somebody you may treat with good intentions and it ends, up be, it ends up being like that. And it's funny thing, there's been situations like that that's happened where some of them have ended up being my boss, end up hiring me because they're like, oh yeah, I remember that one time you came to me and spoke to me, had a whole conversation. I've never met you in my life, but uh, just the way you carried yourself, just the way you spoke to me re- made me realize that that's just who you are. It's not like you're just holding conversations with everybody. That's just the type of person you are. So I feel like those are just key components when it comes down to uh, what love is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's really easy for us to explain how we give love and how to define love. So when was the last time you received love and what was that example like? Ah, last time I received love. Uh, Last time I received love was yesterday. I spoke to my little brother and we just talked about, you know, life, how we wanted to be better, um, how we saw the best for each other and, you know, how we wanted to push each other to greater heights and I told him I love him he told me he loved me back and you know we hugged it out and you know did our thing so no I feel like uh I'm, I'm for me I'm never really a person I'm never really on the receiving end not saying that that I can't be on the receiving end is but I, I the type of person I am I don't like really for people to go out of their way to do things for me but I'll go out of my way to do things uh sometimes I feel like oh yeah I need that's something I need to work on or something I need to you know kind of ease my guard with but, you know, when you're so used to doing things yourself, it's kind of like, I don't really want this person to help me. I don't really want this person to do it for me. But I realize if I'm going to be able to help somebody, I should also be able to allow somebody to help me also. So, um, yeah, that's something I'm also uh, learning and working on <laughs> with every hour and second and uh, day that passes by. <laughs> so how... Would someone be able to give you love? What would be the ideal way? I guess knowing that, okay, there's something that I want to do or there's something that I have had on my mind. There's a, a, a task that I know is daunting. And you, you, you know, you step in and say, look, I got it. You don't even, you got to do it. You've done as much you could possibly do. Let me finish it up for you. Or I know you want to start a business. Let me go get that LLC for you. You know, or I want, oh, I know that you've been looking for 
houses and whatnot. Let me let me let me talk to some people that I know and see if I can um, get some people who could find you the best possible house that'll fit your needs and what you're looking for. It's stuff like that. It's kind of like you knowing what I'm working on, you knowing what I'm trying to do at the moment, and you kind of just stepping like, I got you. You don't got to do it. I got two questions for you on that. So first All one, right. <laughs> if that that is based on the assumption that you told this person all the stuff that you're working on or otherwise they got to read your mind i was going to say that too right after i was going to say that but you gotta beat me to it but yeah not it's not everybody told what i got working on what i what i have doing but there are some people that you know kind of know my -hmm. inner circle they kind of know what i got going on so they know okay i know he's working on that but supposing you don't know what I have going on I guess just being who you are like you know you go to the store like oh yeah I'm going to go to the store and you know I possibly go to that same store you're like oh yeah you want something from here I'm at your favorite store do you want something while I'm up here you know just a little stuff like that or oh since I'm since you're dropping me off here let me just pay for let me just give you gas money or something just stuff like that you know it's never I'm not expecting nobody to buy me a house or buy me a car <laughs> but mm-hmm. um I feel like there's a lot of little things people can do to you know, make a, a little impact because it's always about the little, the small details. The small details end up becoming the bigger picture. Do you, do you honestly think that you'd receive that? Because, you know, there's so many instances, I'm sure that someone has probably tried to give you gas money and you've said no. They've probably tried to, you know, contact other people for your business and you're like, no, I got it. I got to figure this out myself. I want my own connections. So, you know, and you might take it personally as in what this person doesn't think I can do this by myself, right? So, how, how would you kind of flip that to make sure like, you know what, I'm going to receive this because there's so many times I do this all the time where um, I'll leave early at a coffee shop and I'm like, do you want us to, do you want me to settle the bill by myself or are we like grouping this bill? Right. And they'd be like, oh, I got it. And I was like, really? But I got more food than you did. And they're just like, yeah, well, I, I just said that I got it. So it's up to you now. You're exiting the door. You can pay your own tab. You can pay my tab. You can pay all of our tabs it's on you. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? You're right. Thank you. You know? And I left. It doesn't matter who had more, who who ordered more food or whatever, you know, it's, it was the gesture and like learning how to receive it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've kind of, um, the one thing I don't do is somebody, somebody, uh, reaches out to me and say, Oh yeah, first I want to pay for gas. I won't be like, Oh, you can't, I don't think I can't do it myself. That's the one mentality I don't have, but I'm more like, okay, I see what you did. So now next time if I do something, they'll be like, why you do that? It's like, because I remember when you were trying to help me out, but I really didn't help you. I really didn't want you to help me out, but I saw that. So now this is my way of, you know, mm-hmm. this is my way of rewarding the gesture. Okay. Would you tell them about that or just do it and then like explain later? No, I'll just do it. If they ask me, then I'll, I'll tell them. If they don't ask me, I won't tell them. They'll probably never know. <laughs> and that's that's usually how I am. I don't really tell people why I do things. Um, they're probably like, I had one friend tell me, you're always doing something for me. Like, I don't understand. Like, what did I do to deserve it? But it's like little things that she's done over the, the span of our friendship. And I'm like, I don't mind because I've seen the gestures you've done. I've seen things you've done for other people that I know who are close to me. And they told me that she so it doesn't always have to be to me it could be somebody that's in my spinner circle that you've also helped or you've you know taken care of or felt like oh let me do this for them um that was just you know, also a reward for that too so okay 
my last question to you is what did you think about me when you first met me and what do you think differently now after we've had this conversation um when I first met you I felt like you were vibrant I felt like you were just like a shining star I just felt like you (laughs) you kind of like because you know there's some people you speak to and it's like just the way they carry themselves just the way they speak you can kind of tell like they know who they are. They own their self. They, they, they like, yeah, but this is my name and I'm, I'm going to stick to that. So if you like it, cool. If you don't like it, then that's your problem. That's what I, you know, observed at first. But now I'm just talking to you, I've seen that you're gentle, open-minded. Yeah, you have a lot. I see a lot of lots of experience and you just know how to command yourself, meaning you know how to go into different lanes, think of different perspectives. And not a lot of people do. A lot of people are one-dimensional. Um, so that's, that's, that's definitely what, um, I've seen before and after, um, this conversation. Cool. And what did you think the conversation was going to go like, and was there anything that happened that kind of surprised you? Uh, nothing that was, nothing was going to surprise me. And I didn't really know where it was going to go, but I'm always prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Unfortunately, I'm a talker. Well, not talker, talker, but when, it's time to speak on certain topics, questions. Um, um, for some reason, I'm always prepared. I'm always, I'm always uh, there, you know, to to converse. Uh, I like to to speak to people who 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 don't just want to have a regular conversation, like what you doing or where you going. It's more like, oh, what do you think about this? Like, what do you mm-hmm. think? Like, for example, what do you think about love? I don't really think a lot of people have even heard that question. Probably. The entire life, you know? So I just feel like holding conversations like that just kind of opens your mind and have you think about so many different things. And I think it's good for it's good for the brain. It's good for uh, growth. You know, even holding this conversation with you, I've realized the first time I realized that, damn, I've really grown. Good, <laughs> That's yeah. the man I am today. So, yeah, just the way I came out of this. A couple of years ago, you wouldn't catch me on a podcast. <laughs> but I'd be like, I'm to myself. I don't really want to talk. But um, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to, to get out of my shell and speak my mind and own it. Yeah, that's beautiful. So. Lastly, out of everything that we talked about, was there any topics, subjects that jumped out at you that you would like to invite another man to elaborate on in another episode on the show? I think definitely talk about that masculinity. I feel like that's definitely something that's important and talk about how to receive, how to receive and give love. I feel like that's definitely something that needs to be a repetitive question Mm -hmm. (laughs) in podcasts that come just to see everybody's different perspective. Because like I said, love, love comes in different ways and it's treated different ways. What does love mean to you? The way people answer this question really tells you a lot about them. And when was the last time you received love? There's an openness and vulnerability in accepting love. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you end up using these questions as an icebreaker when meeting someone new, let me know how they answer. Make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be on the show or know of someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of The 100 Masked Men.